Welcome to Medified, a podcast about web dev and tech news that piqued my interest. I'm your host, Richard, and I'm looking forward to this episode. Deno made it back to Minified a mere month after we last mentioned it, because Deno 1.29 has just been released, and it's packed with new features and improvements that you're going to love. First up, there have been some major NPM compatibility improvements in this release. You can now use custom registries via an environment variable, and NPM specifiers can be used with Deno install. This means you can easily use npm packages in Deno, and even better, a log file will be created on the first run to ensure that you're always using the same npm dependency versions. The REPL has also gotten some major updates in this release. You can now use npm packages directly from it, and the Deno REPL command now runs with no permissions by default. This is great for those of us who want to keep things secure by default, as per Deno's mission. And don't worry, you can still specify permissions with allow flags, or you can defer to a permission prompt if you need to use an API that requires a permission. But that's not all. There have also been some quality of life improvements and changes to Deno APIs, as well as updates to TypeScript and the standard modules. And if you're already using Deno, upgrading to 1.29 is super easy. Just run Deno Upgrade. If you're new to Deno, don't worry. Installation is a breeze too. Just use the command line and you'll be up and running in no time. Another cool release for the Deno community. The NPM compatibility improvements alone are going to make things a lot easier for developers and the updates to the REPL and other features are just the cherry on top. Make sure to check out the link in the description to get the whole change lock. Are you ready for some seriously fast and stable JavaScript? Look no further than BAN version 0.4.0. This release, along with the very recent 0.3 version, brings support for more Node.js APIs, tons of bug fixes, and a new command called BUNX. So, what is this BUNX? Well, think of it as Bun's equivalent of MPX, but with super fast startup times. It lets you run executables from local or remote NPM packages, and with Bun's lightning fast startup times, it's roughly 100 times faster than MPX for locally installed packages. And, like MPX, it will check for a locally installed package first, and then fall back to auto-installing from NPM if necessary. In addition to BunX, this release also introduces the bun flag. By default, bun respects the shebang at the top of scripts or executables that are run with bun run script or bunx command. But if you want to override this behavior, you can pass the bun flag to temporarily alias node to bun for the duration of the execution. This behavior might even become the default once the compatibility between bun and node is even more complete. Speaking of node compatibility, this release adds support for even more APIs like two crypto APIs, process data board, and some others. BAN also has a built-in test runner, and in this release, you can now define just style lifecycle hooks for setup and teardown of tests. Plus, there's a new strict argument for BAN deep equals, which works the same as just expect to strict equal. There's a bit more to this release, 
like the bumpm command that lets you see information about your packages and log file in a project, and the new bumpm ls subcommand that lists all the packages and versions in your project. And of course, as always, there are tons of bug fixes, including fixes for issues with installing dependencies, bugs with NodeStream, and more. All in all, this new version of BUN is an impressive release, and if you haven't already, make sure to check it out and see all the awesome stuff it has to offer. We've recently got some exciting news about Veet, as version 4.0 is finally here. If you're not familiar with Wheat, it's a fast and lightweight build tool that's quickly become popular among developers. In the five months since Wheat 3 was released, npm downloads have jumped from 1 million to 2.5 million, and usage among the community has gone from 14% to a whopping 32%, according to the Jamstack Conf survey. And it's not just developers that are loving Wheat. Frameworks like Astro, Nuxt, Sveltekit, Solid Start, and Quick City are all using Wheat to power their projects. Storybook has even announced first-class support for Wheat in their upcoming 7.0 release. So, what's new in Wheat 4.0? Well, for starters, it's now powered by Rollup 3 during build time, which has allowed the Wheat team to simplify Wheat's internal asset handling and has brought a ton of improvements. Beat 4 also introduces two new plugins for React projects. The first, plugin React, uses ESBuild and Babel to achieve fast hot module replacement with a small package footprint. The second one, plugin React SWC, is a new plugin that uses ESBuild during build, but replaces Babel with SWC during development. And this can lead to significantly faster cold starts and HMR for large projects that don't require non-standard React extensions. Weed 4 also brings improved browser compatibility, with modern builds targeting Safari 12.1 and legacy builds targeting Safari 10.1. There are a ton of other improvements and new features too, so be sure to check out the Weed 4 docs and migration guide to see everything that's new. And if you want to get started with Weed 4, you can use pmpm create Weed to scaffold a Weed project with your preferred framework, or open a starter template online on StackBlitz by typing in v.new into your browser. And as always, contributors are welcome at GitHub, so if you want to get involved, be sure to head over and check it out. Happy coding! Are you excited to hear about all the amazing progress we have made on the interoperability of the web platform this year? Well, we definitely are. In 2022, we saw some major improvements across all, we saw some major improvements across all engines and the scores at the end of the year show just how far we have come. One of the biggest highlights of the year was the support for cascade layers in all major engines. This feature lets you group selectors into layers to better manage the cascade, and now it's fully interoperable across all browsers. Another big win was the addition of support for the dialog element, which allows for the creation of modal dialogs. This is a hugely useful feature that gives you the ability to easily create accessible and user-friendly dialogues without having to build and test your own components. We also saw some progress on the subgrid value for grid template rows and grid template columns, 
with support now available in Safari and under development in Chrome. And viewport unit hits 100% of passing tests across all engines, including support for the small and large viewports on mobile devices. These are just a few of the many improvements made this year, and we're thrilled to see such great progress on the road to a more interoperable web platform. So, here's to an even better year in 2023. Thanks for tuning in to Minified. If you like what I do, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast and share it with your friends and colleagues. Catch you later.